Welcome to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you are on this disciple's journey with me, as this week we begin a new week studying the book of Isaiah. Now, last week we studied the first, really half of Isaiah, a little bit more than half, uh, looking at Isaiah chapter 1 through 49. This week we're in Isaiah 50 through 66. And though it is a shorter section, it is packed with so much theology. And that's what our episode today is about. What are the theological truths that we can gain from this section of Isaiah and really the entire book? Uh, As I covered last week, if you'll go back and listen to that, or if you've already listened, we know that Isaiah is made up of 66 chapters uh, and it is called a mini Bible. Uh, 39 The first 39 chapters deal with the prophecies of judgment upon the people. But then chapter 40 begins with comfort, O comfort my people, and really gives a message of hope. And this has been kind of shown by many scholars as a uh, significant picture of the Bible as a whole. Chapters 1 through 30, uh, or books 1 through 39, Genesis through Malachi represent the Old Testament prophecies of judgment and warning, but also the reminder that a Messiah would come. And beginning with the 40th book, Matthew through Revelation, we have a, a New Testament of God's grace seen in Jesus Christ. So, We discussed that a lot last week, and we saw how Isaiah actually means Yahweh saves or God saves. Uh, And what I want to do in this theological episode is walk with you, uh, walk you through the picture of salvation seen in Isaiah. Now, we saw last week, Isaiah chapter 6, 1 through 8, where God shows up in the temple and Isaiah sees uh, the, the glory of God. And he cries out, or or the angels are crying out, holy, holy, holy. And he says, woe is me, I am undone. And this is a picture of salvation. Even the touching of his tongue uh, with the coal, taking away his sin, the sinfulness of his mouth. And we talked about how Jesus is seen in that. But you may not be aware that Jesus is actually specifically mentioned all throughout the book of Isaiah. And what I'd like to do is walk you through the birth, the ministry, the death, the resurrection, the return, and ultimately the reign of Jesus Christ as seen in the book of Isaiah. So we pick up in Isaiah chapter 7, you see the very first glimpse of the birth of Jesus Christ. We uh, referenced this a little bit last week, but look at Isaiah chapter 7. Verse 14 uh, says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. And then when you skip over to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, the word of God says, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. So we see the birth of Jesus in Isaiah 7 and 9. But then in our reading this week, or reading last week, we read Isaiah chapter 42. And verses 5 through 8 
show us the ministry of Jesus. Look at Isaiah chapter uh, 42, verse 5 through 8. It says, Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and its offspring, who gives breath to the people on it and the spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord, and I have called you in righteousness. I will also hold you by the hand and watch over you. I will appoint you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the nations, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the dungeon and those who dwell in darkness from the prison. I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not give my glory to another, nor my praise to graven images. Now hold on to that passage. And now notice what he says in our reading this week in Isaiah chapter 61. Notice how he's going to accomplish this. Isaiah 61 verse 1 says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted, He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all those who mourn. Now, when you read this, you see the ministry of Jesus summed up in these passages, but not only summed up, but also God would show how Jesus would be the very fulfillment of this when in the Gospels we see Jesus stepping up in the synagogue, reading from Scripture, and he reads this exact passage that this is what he was proclaimed, uh, sent to do. And Jesus closes the scroll and then says, today this has been fulfilled. And we know that not only was Jesus born, but he ministered by following the Holy Spirit, being led and submissive to the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, we also see the death of Jesus Christ in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 53 <clears throat> speaks of his death. Verse 2 says, For he grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of parched ground. He has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hid their face, he was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him and by his scourging, we are healed. Verse 7 says, He was oppressed and not, and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to slaughter, like a sheep that is silent before its shears, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people to whom the stroke was due. His grave was assigned with wicked men, yet he was with a rich man in his death, because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. But the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief. If he would render himself as a guilt offering, he will see his offspring, he will prolong his days, and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand." As a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify the many, as he will bear their iniquities. And therefore I will allot him a portion with the great, 
He will divide the spoil with the strong because he poured out himself to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he himself bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressors. We see the death of Jesus Christ in the book of Isaiah. But listen, church, it does not stop there. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 3. Listen to this verse. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen that you may live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you according to the faithful mercies shown to David. He then says in verse 11, So will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it out. For you will go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth into shouts of joy before you and all the trees of the field will clap your clap with their hands. We see the resurrection of Jesus bringing joy to all. Isaiah chapter 59 shows us another element of the promise of his return. Look at verse 19. He says, So they will fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. For he will come like a rushing stream which the wind of the Lord drives. A redeemer will come to Zion and to those who turn from transgression in Jacob declares the Lord. Chapter 60 verse 1, arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you for behold darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness to the peoples but the Lord will rise upon you and he, his glory will appear upon you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. We see the great return of Jesus Christ. Also in the very last chapter, Isaiah chapter Chapter 66, verse 15, For behold, the Lord will come with in fire and his chariots like the whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For the Lord will execute judgment by fire and by his sword on all flesh. And those who slain by the Lord will be many. But then there is the promise in verse 22. For just as the new heavens and new earth, which I will make endure before me, so your offspring and your name will endure. We see the birth, the ministry, the death, the resurrection, and the return of Jesus Christ. But ultimately, we can trust in the reign of our Savior and our Lord. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 19. No longer will you have the sun for light by day, nor for brightness will the moon give its light, but you will have the Lord for an everlasting light and your God for your glory. We have the glorious reign of Jesus Christ, not just in the future, but right now. And it is with that that we begin this great week of reading through the uh, end of Isaiah, and hopefully you will be encouraged to see that Jesus Christ is on every page because he is worthy of the glory, the honor, and the praise. And so our prayer point for this week is, Lord, help us see Jesus. Let us see his birth, his ministry, his death, his resurrection, his return. But ultimately, may his truth reign in our hearts. I love you. I'm praying for you. Stakes in the ground.